and welcome to the Super Jump Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Wolf. I'm here with the founder and editor of chief of Super Jump, James Burns. Hey, James, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. How are you? I'm going pretty great, I think. Uh, we have a great show for you today, probably. We haven't really done it yet, so I could be just talking out of my butt. But I think we have a great show for you today. This is the Super Jump Podcast. We are the official podcast of Super Jump, a publication you can find online at superjump.online. Or you can go to medium.com and search for Super Jump. Those both work. We have plenty of great articles written by fantastic writers. Uh, James and myself are sometimes included in that roster of writers if you want to check out what we've done. Um, or just what anyone else has done. There's a lot of great articles written by uh, very positive, uh, well-written, well-spoken video game consumers and developers and, and all types of people. It's great. I love it. And that's why we're doing this podcast. But today, James, we're not just talking about gaming in general. We're taking a focused look on one game in particular. That game is the recently released Sonic Mania. What do you think about Sonic Mania, just in general, James? What does it mean to you? I'm going to plant a really bold flag at the start of this episode, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that this is the best Sonic game ever made. Whoa. (laughs) I mean, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. There's been a lot. Um, Based on what people are saying online, though, that's not a particularly surprising opinion. (laughs) This really does seem like one of the best excuse me one of the best sonic games um let, let's talk about our histories with sonic a little bit sure. uh james why don't you go first what's your history with sonic the hedgehog this brilliant blue nintendo man sonic the hedgehog <laughs> this this now nintendo man um well i guess i mean i i definitely started out as a nintendo kid so i kind of grew up more with mario than sonic but um, I'm not sure exactly what year it was. I must have mustn't have been in high school yet. I was lucky enough to get a Mega Drive Two, which I think was a Genesis Two in North America. Um, and I got it was like a bundle, so it was a Mega Drive Two with Sonic the Hedgehog Two. And I'd played Sonic a little bit before at friends' houses and that sort of thing, and I'd kind of always been tempted by Sonic, um, but I was completely addicted to Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I thought it was amazing. Um, And really from there, I became a big Sonic fan. So I started on Sonic 2. Um, I picked up the first game, the first Mega Drive game, um, ended up getting Sonic 3. And I, I still remember when they had a huge advertising campaign here in Australia for Sonic and Knuckles. That was a really big release here. And that was probably my favorite Sonic game until now. Um, I sort of felt like Sonic and Knuckles was kind of the epitome of the series. Um, Other than maybe Sonic CD, that was also pretty amazing. Um, So I loved all the 2D Sonic games, Um, played them to death. And I was really excited to... um, to get Sonic Adventure on Dreamcast. Um, yeah, that was a big one for a lot of people. I remember that. Yeah, that, that kind of felt like maybe it was Sonic's Super Mario 64 moment because, I mean, I kind of skipped the whole Saturn era here, but the Saturn era Everyone really does. That's fine. was pretty unimpressive. Um, I do have Sonic 3D Blast, and it makes me cry every time I look at it. Um, <laughs> it's just emotionally upsetting um and you know sonic adventure was pretty good i was pretty impressed by it because at that time like you know the dreamcast was new um it was the most technically advanced console at the time the graphics were pretty amazing like it was pretty awesome to see sonic in 3d with that level of fidelity um but other than kind of the sonic and maybe the tails levels um I felt like they added a lot of stuff, a lot of other kind of grab bag of different mechanics that didn't really make sense to me. 
Um, sure, and that would become a theme in 3D Sonic games. Yeah, and I think for me, after maybe Sonic Adventure 2, I kind of fell off the Sonic wagon because I think the only other game I played was um, Sonic Colors on Wii, which was okay, just okay. But I would keep seeing these 3D Sonic games being released pretty frequently and getting these really shocking reviews. And I just sort of lost confidence in Sonic in general. I just sort of figured that, you know, I'd wait until maybe a good game would eventually come out. Um, But I felt like I was waiting for a very, very long time. Yeah, um, that's that's definitely the... From what I've heard from a lot of Sonic fans, that is pretty cookie cutter man like that's Mm. that's the whole story people really liked a lot of the earlier uh sonic the hedgehog games specifically the first like five Mm. sonic one two three sonic and knuckles and uh cd yeah and then everything else after that has been like a um a poor attempt to keep their attention i remember in 2006 it looked like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 06 was going to be this big uh, return to the adventures formula uh, of Sonic One and uh, Adventures One and Two. Yeah. Um, and then it just it was known as one of the worst games of all time yeah. for a really long time. Yeah. And amazingly, another Sonic game dethroned it about a decade later. Um, <laughs> Sonic Boom: Rise of Lyric. Yeah somehow was was i mean it was clearly worse than that um these games were coming out and uh it definitely seemed like sega needed sonic more than sonic needed a game yeah so they were just pushing things out yeah um but this is all from my perspective which is someone who really hasn't ever gotten too deep into the sonic uh franchise of games my favorite aspects of sonic are probably um actually my favorite aspects of sonic are probably the comics yeah uh sonic comics were like surprisingly interesting and and good i liked them a lot uh unfortunately they just stopped their run recently and they've transferred their uh, ip over from Ooh, i'm gonna get this wrong uh it's from archie I know that. Mm. I don't remember who is now doing Sonic comics, but it's a different run now. Um, but that's besides the point. My, my, my point is that I really like the way Sonic looks and sounds, mm. and he was just like a cool character, and his friends were interesting, and the aesthetics of the game were, were pretty much, I can say, with, with, uh, with certainty. They were, they were better and more interesting than what Nintendo was doing at the time, especially in the Genesis or Mega Drive era of Sonic. Mm. Um, but I've never really loved Sonic games. Uh, I had a friend growing up named John. It's his birthday today. Hey, John. Happy birthday, you're not John. Listening. <laughs> I'm sure you're not listening to this, but if you are, happy birthday. Um, I had a friend growing up named John, and he mm. would play uh, Sonic Adventure and Adventure 2 on his Dreamcast all the time. Yeah. Um, and... Like, he he was one of those leftovers from the Genesis Super Nintendo console wars. <laughs> so, if I would be playing Mario 64, he would be like, are you serious, dude? You could be playing Big the Cat's fishing adventure right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he acted really high and mighty. And from that, I didn't, like, I didn't want to play Sonic because he was being such a dick about it. But, uh... <laughs> Happy birthday again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I liked Sonic as a character, and the world of Sonic is interesting. I loved all the aesthetics of the game, the way it looked, and to a certain extent the way it felt, but I never loved Genesis Sonic games, even though I do think they're probably the best Sonic games. Mm. Um, I I have a few issues with them, and... Being that they still exist in Sonic Mania, I'm sure we'll talk about them as we go through the podcast, but uh, that's just where I come from. I've never really 
loved a Sonic game so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate because I want to so much. <laughs> I really like the way Sonic is. And I if, yeah. I if it was a game that I liked, I'd love it a lot. It might be my favorite franchise. I could see that easily happening. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. And I think I was thinking about this, like um, playing Sonic Mania and thinking about why I like it and that sort of thing. Um, if you if you kind of zoom out and look at the franchise over time, um, it feels like you know they had this. The development team of the original two D games had this really specific set of mechanics down pat. They had they had this sense of this very specific sense of like momentum and movement that was really unique to Sonic and when they tried to translate that into 3D I think that was just a really big challenge it's a big challenge for any developer to do that I mean I know that with Nintendo when they made Super Mario 64 they spent they spent about one year just experimenting with Mario's movement in a 3D space so before they built any environments before they looked at objectives before they looked at the world structure or anything they spent a good year just trying to figure out how to make mario move fluidly in three dimensions and i feel Mm -hmm. like they took a lot of care to get those basic mechanics right because they knew that whatever else you build whatever whatever the aesthetic is whatever the level design is you've got to get those fundamental mechanics right, otherwise the whole thing falls apart. And I feel as though Sega never really um, took the time or, or, or never really was never really able to figure out, is this even possible in 3D? Like, can we make this work? Can we kind of retain that spirit or that DNA of the game and, and translate it into 3D? And um, I don't know how much the development team changed over the years, but I, I look at the newer 3D Sonic games and like I played, the only other game I played recently was Sonic Generations. I just played the demo and you could see that the developers were trying to recapture this feeling of the older games, but it felt like they didn't, understand what made those original games work well like they it was like someone else was coming in and didn't really get the dna and yeah that's what's really unique about sonic mania because obviously it's a visual throwback and all the rest of it but that's easy to do like anyone can do that i think what they've really gotten right and what they've understood is They've replicated and and extended that core DNA. And I think that's the thing that, um, if I really think about it, I think that's the thing that makes this game very different to all the other Sonics since pretty much anything after Sonic Adventure 2 anyway. There was... um, I, I always think of Sonic Unleashed when I think of like what Sonic in, in 3D could potentially be yeah. and uh, sonic unleashed was the first game that used uh the burst mechanic uh which is pretty much the staple of every new 3d sonic game since uh accepting mm. sonic boom yeah it, it started in sonic unleashed but it was really primitive then and that was only the sonic stages you were also you you were a werewolf in that game so then half of the game was spent as a werehog yeah. And that was a different thing that didn't really work super good. Um, and then Colors was the sequel to that. And I think Colors was like the only game that uses this mechanic that doesn't only use it half the time. Mm. Because then it was used in Generations. But then you also have this classic Sonic stuff that isn't that. And then it was used again uh, uh, in later this year in Forces, which mm. also has classic Sonic and also has... A custom hero style of of playing so this burst mechanic thing and i think it's even though it's been used four times now i don't think it's ever really been tried to make just the whole game based on that yeah. and uh 
I, you gotta you gotta do that. I think you you need to be able to say, even if there's other stuff in this game, it would be fine if this mechanic was the whole game. Yeah. Uh, for every mechanic in every game, that's that's what it, that's the test it has to pass. Mm. And I I don't think they've done that, which is, in my opinion, why I don't think they've really succeeded. At at bringing uh, Sonic into 3d even though i i probably prefer the adventure model of doing it to the burst mechanic mm. the burst mechanic seems like they finally have a thing that they want to keep trying so yeah yeah but yeah uh genesis games very different obviously uh 2d side scrollers and sonic mania is one um it's obviously not for the sega genesis or the Mega Drive and non-Americans for uh, non-Americans consoles. It is a modern game that came out earlier this week. Do you remember what day it came out? Um, August fifteenth. Um, I, th- I think it was fifteen. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was about <clears throat> it was about midweek, roughly, or at least here for, it was. Yeah. Um. PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, the PC version, uh, or versions, I don't know if they're doing Mac or any of that, Mm. uh, of the game, have not yet come out. They've been delayed. Mm. Uh, Do you have any thoughts on that? I really don't know what the story is there. No. um, No, I don't. Especially considering they achieved the simultaneous releases on the other platforms. I'm not sure what the story is there. I haven't read any kind of... um, specific updates about that have they said anything or have they just said it's delayed well the main developer of the game uh christian whitehead aka uh the tax man he said on twitter it it was about four days before the game came out he said on Mm. twitter hey sorry but um sonic mania for pc it's gonna have to be delayed there's some bugs we're working out uh and it's coming out on the 29th, I think, and that's okay. just over two weeks after the other consoles. Mm. Um, which is interesting, because I've been conditioned to think at this point that if there's going to be a problem porting it to all the main consoles, the problem will be with the Switch, because it's the weakest. Um, but the PC version is the problem for some reason. I have no idea why. I could never speculate on this. Because uh, I'm not really a programmer by trade. So so there you go. I have no idea. It, this is good podcasting, by the way. Bring up a mystery and then don't solve it. That's, uh, that's podcasting 101. Well, maybe when we get to the feedback section, we there, there may be like one lone <laughs> programmer out there who's like, ah, Eureka, I need to send them the, I need to send them the answer quickly. Maybe Taxman listens. Oh, that would be I awesome. I mean, he doesn't, but he could. He doesn't, but he could, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Sonic Mania, best Sonic game. As someone who hasn't loved them, mm. I think I also agree. Um, although my actual favorite Sonic game is Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing Transformed. Ah. Um, but that's a clearly different game. That's just a really <laughs> good racing game. Very good uh, Mario Kart esque racer. Yeah. Um, but besides those those kinds of spin off, I, I think this is also my favorite Sonic game. Uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff in here. Um, there's a lot of Easter eggs in Sonic Mania that yeah. I'm not gonna get. How often are you seeing something and you think like, oh man, I, I know this one? Or oh my god, all the time. Um, yeah. To the point where this is gonna this is gonna sound really ridiculous, but. Um, so I haven't finished the game yet, but when I just when I started playing it, um, I actually felt quite emotional <laughs> as I was playing it because I I hadn't really followed it in great detail before it came out. Um, I kind of vaguely knew what it was, and I didn't get to play it at E3, so I I didn't have any hands-on time with it. Um, but I, I think my expectation of it was 
very specific in the sense that I thought, oh, okay, it's kind of a maybe a bit of a remix of the original games plus some extra levels, that type of thing. What really stunned me was just how much they've done to it in the sense that even when you're playing, say, um, Green Hill Zone, you're playing the very first zone in the game, it's, it's actually radically different from the original Green Hill Zone and the original Sonic. And all the cases where they've um, taken original levels, like at the moment I'm playing Hydro City Zone, um, they've Is taken that an the aesthetic level? of those levels, know. they've taken components of them, but they're very, very different. They've actually completely redesigned them from the ground up. And I is Hydro City better. Zone an original level, um, or is it uh, from another Sonic game? I don't. I actually have no idea. It's from. I think it's from Sonic Three. Um, okay. But so they've kept the name and they've kept the aesthetic and they've kept certain components, but they they've actually redesigned the whole structure of the level and they've even added some specific mechanics that were never in Sonic Three to begin with. So. I was really surprised at how thoroughly redesigned even the original zones actually are. They're not they're not at all the same as the original levels in terms of structure. And in a lot of cases I think they're actually better. Um I think they actually flow better. Um the original game the original games had this one thing that kind of annoyed me. It was probably my number one complaint where you would start to build up a lot of speed and it felt really smooth and it felt really good. And then all of a sudden there'd be like a wall of spikes that you just fly into. Yeah. And so the game had these kind of hard stops here and there, which felt a bit contradictory to the feeling they were going for. Um, Sonic Mania doesn't completely eliminate that, but it seems to smooth a lot of that out. Um, I've noticed that as a really kind of conspicuous change in the design. So even as I'm playing through one of these original levels, I'm really, really appreciating the incredible attention to detail that, that the team has gone to in terms of thinking about, you know, what are the great aspects of this original level, but how do we, how do we modernize it? What can we change? How can we subvert expectations? And then on top of all of that, there are these really, really cool little Easter eggs everywhere. Um, and in some cases, they've even taken elements, like they'll take elements from Sonic 3 and kind of backport them to Sonic to a Sonic 1 level. Sure. So yeah. it's, it's... A lot of people kind of call it a remix, but I think that's really reductive. It's actually... And that's what I was expecting, but it's actually a redesign from the ground up. And it's very, very clever. Um, you can see that, that Christian Whitehead and, and all the people who worked on this, they must just have this insanely in-depth knowledge and understanding of those 2D games. So we've brought up Whitehead a few times now. Um, why don't we talk a bit about him? Because I think he's as big a part of this story as the game itself. Yeah. Um, what, what, what's your background on this? How much do you know about him? So I know that he, um, and, and this goes for Christian and for some of the other people that worked on the game, um, that the kind of, um, the genesis of this project, no pun intended, is, is really that it's, it's kind of comes from the fan community. Um, that's really where it started. Um, and Christian Whitehead had worked on, I guess he's most famous for working on ports of several Sonic games to mobile devices. Right. Uh, there I was, think... um, yeah, th there was, before that, there was some fan games that he did that I think were just original from the ground up. Mm. And then Sega liked those. That's right. Which is interesting because imagine... Nintendo, for example, fostering fan games. No yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but Sega liked those, and they brought him on to do iOS ports yep. for certain old Sonic games. There were going to be quite a few of them, but um, he started with Sonic CD, and then they liked that, so they, so they let him do one and two, 
Mm. And there was a three and knuckles port, a whitehead port that was planned, but I think was canceled in order for him to do this. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, um inter- interesting story. It's it's a it's a real underdog story here. Yeah, and it's interesting that it's interesting that Sega uh, apart from the fact that they got this group of fans together and you know they were happy for them to kind of go ahead and and make this game. Um it's interesting because it's this group of fans have created the game that Sega apparently couldn't or at least didn't. Right. So it it makes me wonder like it kind of makes me wonder what Sega's point of view is on that in terms of whether or not they acknowledge that um I mean, I know that I think Sonic Whether they Team is working on. Acknowledge that they have not done a good Sonic. Yeah, I mean, I I did see a quote somewhere. I think it was from um, I'm I'm going to get his name wrong. Takashi Azuka, who is the um, the current. I don't know how long he's been in that role, but he's kind of the producer of the Sonic franchise for Sega. Um, he he was asked about um, not that exact question, but he was sort of the comment was made to him that like, Oh, Sonic mania is kind of the game we wish we'd seen on the Saturn, you know, like, right. Yeah. This is like the lost game that should have been on the Saturn. And, and that seemed to pain him a little bit. Um, he, he kind of just said in a roundabout way, well, yeah, you know, um, we, we did what we did, but I, I would have liked to have done something like this on the Saturn. So there's there's some sort of interesting internal history there at Sega, and I don't know what it is. I don't know how much it's been kind of discussed, if at all. But it makes me wonder what kind of happened behind the scenes. Because um, I get the impression that Sega was trying a lot of different ideas when it came to Sonic for the Saturn. And I think at one point in time, they assumed they were going to make a big Sonic title on the Saturn. I know they were working on a 3D Sonic game that never made it to light other than as a kind of weird demo in Sonic Jam Mm -hmm. um, that that was sort of incomplete. So I know they were working on something like that. Um, But yeah, it's just, it really fascinates me um, that it just never happened. It, it it is strange that it never happened, um, but I kind of get it. Um, mm. There there were five of these retro Sonic games before there suddenly weren't, and that's mm. a lot more than you can say for most franchises. But still, in proportion of the the fan base that was there for Sonic and the number of games, I guess that is still interesting. Yeah. Um, um, I think so. It- t- so, yeah, sorry, you go. I think it'd be good to call out a couple of people. So obviously Christian Whitehead is kind of the the lead in terms of um uh, he's kind of the the Yuji Naka equivalent when it comes to Sonic Mania. He's kind of the lead programmer. Um but there are some other people that were involved who were who had been involved in the fan game community and who played really significant roles in Sonic Mania. Um, Again, I'm going to probably mispronounce his name, but Jared Castle is the level designer for Sonic Mania. Um, Tom Fry is the visual artist. And T. Lopes um, is the um, composer, the music composer. Um, And these people... I think these people had sort of had had different levels of involvement with the ports as well, working with Christian. Um, but they've all kind of come together to form this team to build Sonic Mania. The um, man, the visuals especially. The music's great too, but the visuals especially. It only really looks like a Genesis Sonic game, kind of. Yeah. Um, it it does look more like it actually came out on the Saturn, but. Even then, it 
it's not super true to life about what those consoles were capable of doing. Mm. If you look at the uh, just the animations of Sonic, they're the same animations from the Genesis Sonics, but there's like twice as many frames yeah. between like Sonic bobbing his head. It looks so buttery smooth and pixel art, which is a combinations of thing a combination of things you don't often see. Mm. Um, it, it it's it's really good and and the backgrounds and the foregrounds and the way they interact and uh, all that stuff that is also pretty great uh if you're into pixel art at all this is probably a game that you're gonna have to look at as some sort of um like a study in pixel art mm-hmm. i think it'd be a pretty interesting thing to check out um but yeah, Taxman and all these other people, they love the game so much, they love the series so much, that they made Sonic Mania. Uh, hence the slogan of the game that comes up in the game itself, actually. By the Mania, for the Mania. Mm. Meaning, this is made exclusively, pretty much, by Sonic fans, for Sonic fans. Which is maybe why I didn't love it like as much as you, because I, I w- wasn't one. I wasn't a Sonic fan. Yeah. But I love that idea. Like I, I would, I'm way into supporting this idea, even if I don't love this game itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I love companies reaching out to individuals that they helped shape and make them make good with them in their efforts. Um, so the game itself, it's twenty four levels long. Uh, each of them is either Act 1 or 2 of a zone, and there's 12 zones. Yep. And um, so what do you think about that lengthwise? I thought it would be kind of short, but it's not short. Even though those levels all take less than 10 minutes to beat, it's it's not very short at all. Yeah, it's um, it's not very short. Um, it's incredibly varied mm-hmm. so i'm i'm up to hydro city zone so i'm sort of mm, slightly about halfway through slightly over halfway through um the, i mean there's a couple of things one thing i find interesting is that every act has a boss so there's kind of a yeah a sub boss and then a, a final boss so to speak which is really interesting because um, the boss design in this game, I think is, is insane. Like I, I was, there have been so many moments where I've been thoroughly surprised by the boss design and it's that combination of taking an idea or, or taking a concept from the earlier games and putting a different twist on it or just coming out with something completely, completely out of left field. Like, the fact that you actually get to play a Puyo Puyo match against Eggman is just so cool and weird and unexpected. Um, Yeah, that's that was pretty left field. By the way, um, I should have probably prefaced with this, but also it's a little on you, listener, for clicking on a Sonic video if you don't want, or a Sonic podcast, if you don't want spoilers on Sonic Mania, we're probably going to talk at least to the point, uh, the points of the game that well james is less far than me at this point so the point that he's gone up to um so if you're afraid of spoilers if you're not into that kind of thing now would be a good time to tune out because we're going to talk about individual stuff um yeah those boss fights are are pretty cool Mm. um hydro city zones especially if i remember what it is correctly uh i'm pretty sure i do yes i'm pretty sure i do um, and there's there's so many interesting um, like little level details that I love. Yeah. Um, have you played? Is Press Gardens before that? Uh, yes. Yeah, Pre- yeah. I think Press Garden is one of the newer. From memory, I think it's one of the new, like brand new designs. It seems that way. It's, it definitely seems that it's uh, completely new because it's really out there it's the Mm. it's a combination of a of a forest and and a paper mill essentially yeah uh 
So you can see trees go into wood chippers and you can like use them as platforms, but the platform is sinking because it's a tree that's going into a wood chipper. I love that kind of thing. That's great. Yeah. Using uh like visual con- uh context clues to explain why the level is doing what it's doing. Mm. Um it, it it's part of why I don't think I'm so interested in going to uh going back to Super Mario Maker all the time. Yeah. Because I know that that's that specific thing is impossible. It you're just going to have platforms on in midair or on a track or doing whatever they're going to do. Um, but Sonic's having none of that. It'll explain <laughs> why the level itself is doing what it's doing. Yeah. Uh, and it, it and goes out of its way to do that. I appreciate that part of Sonic. Yeah. And it speaks to, I think one thing I've noticed as a general theme with this game is that the levels are much more kind of malleable and destructible and um, they feel a lot more kind of alive than the than the older 2D Sonics. And, and I guess a lot of that maybe just owes to the change in technology and, you know, the, the capability they have to do those effects, um, you know, maybe where they didn't before. But mm-hmm. um, I feel as though that whole thing of like, you know, um, passing between kind of foreground and background almost or moving, you know, falling through parts of the level or having parts of the level be destructible, um, they really take advantage of that here. Yeah, they do. Um, it, it's it's almost like playing... Um, you ever play Crackdown? I did, yes. Yep. How all of the, the, the levels pretty much physically destructible mm. and there's a physics engine for how the walls are going to stay up or don't and... It's almost like that in a retro setting yeah. because you can't actually have it physically change, but all this stuff, all the walls and all of the backgrounds are, are interactable and they all do different stuff and it's interesting. Um, I have a few problems with the game uh, and I wanted to see if you also view them as problems or not or um, how, how you see them yeah. as a Sonic fan. Um, and remember, I like the game for a lot of things, uh, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crapping on it. I don't think it's, you know, a complete waste of time or anything, but there, there's some issues that I think were present in the Genesis games that have not changed. Yeah. Um, so one of them is that there is, well, the size of the levels have increased drastically. Um, and that's apparent from the very beginning of the game, because, most gamers at this point know uh, Green Hill Zone Act One. That's it's a it's a common thing. It, it's like Super Mario Brothers One One or the first few levels of Portal or something, and just everyone knows these levels. Yeah. Um. And it, it's apparent from the very beginning. This is much bigger than that. Uh, most of the levels themselves have increased in size. And there's a lot of secret little bits. Um, you can find these rings, these giant rings that you can go through. Uh, and they're usually hidden behind like a false wall or through a path that's not easily accessible. Mm. And uh, you can get taken to a special stage. Or there's all these checkpoints. And for every checkpoint you hit, if you hit it with 25 rings, you can go to a different kind of special stage. And... Uh, for one, that's just interrupting the level, like, all the time. Um, I, I feel like I'm constantly being brought out of the thing that I'm doing in mm-hmm. order to do some sort of special stage with the, the blue s- spheres and all that. Mm. Um, do, do you, Have you found that to be frustrating or annoying, or are you just... Are, are you into that? What's going on? Um, oh, I have to admit, I'm pretty into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think... Um, I see what you mean. I, I think the the main reason it doesn't frustrate me is because it's optional. Um, yeah. If if I were, so there are. If if you take each level in in this game, um, it's definitely the case that, um, however long the game itself is, each of these levels are definitely designed to be replayed again and again, mm-hmm. and. 
I think there's kind of like uh, you can put different lenses on each level. So you can, you know, your first run through might just be a straight run through where you're just picking up speed and, you know, you're having that really fluid experience. And then there's that lens you put over it where, you know, you're hunting for the giant rings and you're kind of finding the secrets. Um, for me, I find that um, when I hit the checkpoints and I have enough rings, I pretty much go to the special stage every single time. Yeah, um, me too. Um, because when when I'm given that opportunity, it feels like such a waste to not take it because there's this menu on the main menu yep. that shows how many of those you've done. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of weird. Uh, I, I don't really <laughs> love seeing that because it makes me want to do it every single time which makes me want to interrupt the main game mm. which i think is in general better constructed than the st- uh the special stages yeah the special stages have always been i've always had a bit of a love-hate relationship with them because i've found them fun and interesting but they've always been it almost feels like they're deliberately hard to play in terms of control, like that they're deliberately awkward. Um, But I'm noticing this time, and and I don't know if it's any kind of change to design or if it's just experience or what, but when I played those, uh, I think that special stage with the blue and red orbs comes from Sonic 3 originally. Yeah, I'm Um, pretty sure that's right. When I played it, you know, when Sonic 3 was new and I was a kid, I just found them impossible. Like, I could never do them. I could never get a a Chaos Emerald. Like, it just never happened for me. Once in a blue moon. Whereas I'm finding now, I'd say nine times out of ten, I'm finishing those levels each time they come up. Um, So I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's a design change, even if it's a really subtle change. Um, I haven't read anything along those lines. Or if it's, yeah, just experience or I don't know what. Um, Maybe they're a little bit more fluid now. I remember them being very, very um, sort of mm, stuttery and awkward playing it on the Mm -hmm. Mega Drive. I I will say the the UFO stages, the ones that you access through the giant rings, are probably, out of what I've played, my favorite special stage in Sonic. Mm. I don't think yeah. it's crossed that line for me yet where it's um, like worth interrupting this better game yeah. but uh, still pretty cool um, I, I think it's an improvement there and that's that seems to be completely and wholly original to Mania so good job there yeah yeah, yeah. I really like those levels and that they're interesting too from the point of view that you know, they haven't tried to create sort of a current gen look like it, it, you know, you jump into those levels and it feels exactly like this is what someone would have designed in 3d on the Saturn. Um, it feels very true to that spirit, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. Um, another thing I had an issue with, um, is that with all of these secrets hidden all over the place and it's not just special stages, uh, entrances there's also like extra lives and rings and mm. shortcuts and all this stuff um, y- you want to explore a bit more and there's still a 10 minute timeline or time limit and that's <laughs> usually enough that's usually not uh, too bad um, but in the later levels especially that t- that 10 minute time limit is, is crazy uh, couple that with the fact that there are lives, and if you run out of lives, not only do you have to repeat the level you've just played from the beginning, but <laughs> if you're on Act 2 of a zone, mm. you need to replay Act 1. Yeah. And that can be super long and tedious for certain zones. Yep. Um, yeah. I I don't see the upside there. I don't see what, like why you would keep lives. Or even why you would just not let them start with act two. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. I was running into that issue 
a lot in chemical plant zone, which is the second zone in the game, um, because there's a certain there was a certain bit, a certain certain small point that I kept dying, and um, it was in it was a point in Act One, so I'd get past it and I'd go all the way through to the boss. And if I died at the boss and lost all my lives, I'd have to go right back to the beginning and do that painful bit all over again. Um, so I that was one of those things where I definitely thought, okay, enough time has passed in you know game design history that <laughs> you know th- there's an opportunity here to do some just mild quality of life stuff that would make this experience a bit better. Um, I mean, I guess there are probably going to be people out there who are a little bit more on the purist side who are going to want that that toughness, that kind of yeah. uncompromising side. I'm not really one of them. I've gotten I don't think softer in my old harder. age. <laughs> I, do, I don't think these things make it harder, though. They just increase the stakes for yeah. not doing a separate hard thing correctly. And That's, I don't yeah. see why you would do that. I That's mean, there, right. there's there's definitely an upside to having stakes that matter. Um, mm. It makes you want to succeed more. It, it It's just good game feel. But I think at, at the point that you're getting to the Act 2 boss of a zone, mm. and you have to repeat it from the very beginning of the zone, mm. that's too much. I think that's just too much. Um, yeah. These things and more... Um, are, are kind of what got me down on it because maybe this was an unfair expectation because um, I, I was just kind of expecting this for no reason, I suppose. But I was expecting a Shovel Knight treatment to mm. Sonic, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like Shovel Knight, um, it, it feels like a retro game, kind of. But really, it's a modern game with modern sensibilities and like... Um, the the progression system is modernized and the checkpoint system is modernized and saving is modernized and shovel knight it's really just um aesthetically mm. and and uh thematically a retro th- throwback and i was kind of hoping that was what this sonic game would do to the sonic series mm. and it, it it is not that um it, mm. it definitely still feels retro it feels like it came out in the exact time frame it's meant to look like it came out in um, because of things like time limits and lives and the fact that if I'm going up a ramp I and I jump, I go backwards. Oh my God, James, <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. I hate it so much. I have to admit, um, there are moments where that has frustrated me, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a few. I'm, I'm sure I've uttered a few choice swear words in those moments, but, um, but I do think that that there is something about that feeling of. I hesitate to say physics. That's a bit too sophisticated, but there's that sense of inertia that's very, very, very specific to Sonic that they nailed, and there can be some downsides to it or some frustrating sides to it but i feel as though they've also especially where they've changed the levels or they've created completely new levels they've they've catered to that inertia a lot better a lot more effectively i think than the earlier 2d sonic games so like that example i mentioned earlier where there seem to be less of those really painful and arbitrary hard stops um Mm -hmm. I think they've they've taken more care to to allow you to enjoy that feeling a lot more rather than to constantly be interrupted by these obstacles that feel a little bit cheap. Um, and and as I said, you know those obstacles still exist, but they feel maybe it's just me, but they feel a little bit more fair and a little bit more well designed now. Um, so in that sense, you're right. It's a it doesn't have kind of the really modern contrivances uh, or evolutions in design, but it's almost like if, if this game had existed in that Saturn era, 
and the designers had learnt from you know what they'd done on on the Genesis. That it very much feels like it it comes from that time period. Um, actually, speaking of of levels and level design and everything, um, I did have a question for you. Um, who did you play through the game as? So did you play as Knuckles or Sonic and Tails or Tails or just Sonic? I played as Sonic and Tails um, yeah. because I wanted to play through what the game seemed to recommend me play through it with, which is like that was the default. I'd have to change it to something else. Yeah. Uh, so I played as Sonic and Tails, and that means that I'm pretty much playing as Sonic because yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it's because of the way I'm playing mm. or if this happens to everyone. But Sonic will just go forward and Tails will get stuck in some sort of platforming thing immediately, <laughs> every yeah. single level. Yeah. And I won't see him again until the final boss. Oh, and yeah. He'll yeah. come around and they're like, hey, hey it's Tails. Um, <laughs> haven't seen him in a while. That's how I've been playing too. And I feel as though, I feel as though Tails is like a, a Peter petition waiting to happen. <laughs> um, like he's just constantly getting mangled and God knows what's happening to him back there. Um, <laughs> but I, so I haven't finished the game, but I did try playing it with just knuckles. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised because I, I don't know. I don't know if this is the case, if you play it as like just Sonic or just tails as well. But if you start the game again as knuckles, the level design changes. So oh, really? You actually don't... It, it's really, really good. You actually don't just play the exact same levels. Like, you'll start in Green Hill Zone Act 1, and the design has actually changed to cater for Knuckles. So Interesting. The pace is a little bit slower. There are opportunities to run around and all that sort of thing, but there is a lot more verticality to the level. The actual structure is different. Um, I'm not sure how varied it is through the whole game, but I was really surprised. Um, like, the bosses and everything seemed to be the same, but I was really surprised that the actual level layout had changed to acknowledge that I was playing as this character with different abilities. So, as a result, Knuckles doesn't feel um, kind of shoehorned in like he did a little bit in... Um, like if you play Sonic and Knuckles and you could plug in the Sonic 3 cartridge on top, you know, you could play Sonic 3 as Knuckles as well. And there were certain secrets you could access as Knuckles that obviously catered for that. But in Sonic Mania, the, the whole level design changes to cater specifically for Knuckles. So you'll actually get quite a different experience playing through again. That's interesting. I'll have to check that out. Um, if I if I ever do a second playthrough, I'll definitely do it as Knuckles. Mm. It reminds me a lot of uh, Shovel Knight again. Um, yeah. That's kind of the way they, they do their alternate campaigns. There's three of them now with Shovel Knight. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Tails is different too. Because um, Tails isn't that different from Sonic except for Flight. And it mm. seems like first like half the levels, Flight would maybe trivialize a lot of the platforming yeah huh yeah, yeah i've got to give that a try too <clears throat> uh yeah uh that's sonic mania we're nearing the end of our episode do you have any final thoughts on the game um no i guess i'd just say you know for anyone who who is an old school sonic fan who is maybe thinking about this game but you're not sure. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that if you if you love the old school 2D Sonic games, you're you're definitely going to love this, especially if you've got that kind of you know nostalgic connection. Um, I'm honestly really interested to see what happens next because the reception to this game has been incredible. Um, I, I'll be really interested to see how well it sells. It's I assume it's going to be really big for sega i think the um, question is if it sells more than forces yeah yeah exactly 
yeah, yeah. Um, that's going to be really interesting to watch um, so I mean I, I, I really hope this is not just a blip on the radar I hope this is the start of a new kind of venture where okay they've got Sonic Mania and if they do Sonic Mania 2 there's an opportunity hopefully to now extend further from that really good base like you know okay where can we take Sonic next um, and I feel like the team they have in place is is the perfect team to do that. Yeah, I would love to see. Um, I would love to see a Taxman Sonic game that uh, maybe is a little more divorced from the classic Sonic Sonic era. Like if he's in charge of it and he still has all his same sensibilities that he's going to put into the game. Mm. but maybe it doesn't need to look retro or maybe it doesn't need to uh, have remixes of old stages and it can kind of just be its own new Sonic thing. Um, that's what I'd like to see. I, I hope this is a trial on him that Sega's doing because that would be uh, that'd be great to see in the future. Either a Mania 2 or just another uh, Taxman Sonic game would be fantastic for Sonic as a franchise. Um I believe that's going to do it. Uh, listeners, there uh, is an email address that you can send any questions or comments or insults if you want. I guess don't, because that'd be mean. But you can, I suppose. Uh, to the podcast, we will read them on the air, unless you specify that you don't want that to happen in the email, of course. You can email us at podcast at superjump.online i think that's correct right that that (laughs) Uh, is correct yep that is correct podcast at superjump.online um at the end of every show we like to do our little thing that we call after school activities after school activities are where james and i each recommend a uh an after school activity that's something you do after the podcast maybe to further your experience in video games or just entertainment in general or whatever it's just a recommendation for you to do in the two weeks between episodes so james what's your what's your thing what's your uh what's your shtick this time uh i have been watching recently the ben heck show on youtube um and people may know the name ben heck um he's a he's kind of like an all-star engineer slash console modder um he has a history of taking home consoles and kind of rebuilding them and repurposing them into uh like handheld versions um Ooh. And i've always latest... wanted to do that but i've never known anything about anything so i'm i'm just <laughs> too stupid to do it but i've always <laughs> wanted to do it in theory <laughs> it is really really interesting because the latest episode um they created a portable or a handheld Nintendo 64 that plays the original game cartridges. Um, It's really fascinating. Um, I get the impression that it's been a long time coming. Apparently the N64 hardware is very unique and complex and no one until now has really been able to make that work in terms of a portable console. And so... I really urge you to check that out. It's really fascinating. They go through all the stages of like, you know, they sort of talk about how the hardware works. They rip it apart. Uh, you know, they they break stuff and put it back together and, um, you know, they design a case from scratch. It's really, really fascinating. It's good to watch. Huh, cool. I'm, I'm very excited about that. I'll definitely check it out. Um, mine, very, very not uh, in that realm of anything really uh is another youtube video it's called Woo-oo! it's the first episode of the new <laughs> ducktales series um it's on disney xd's official channel and it might it might be one of those things where uh it doesn't work outside of america so you'll have to check on that i i have no way of finding that out for myself but it's the first episode of the new DuckTales series, and it was so good. Um, it was just a really, really good reboot of a TV show. Um, in, in an era where everyone's doing it, they seem to have hit the nail on the head the best, I think. Um, it's It really genuinely rivals the original show, which means a lot of things to a lot of people. 
Uh, especially if you're around my age, you'll know DuckTales and the uh, the importance of the word woo-oo. <laughs> but yeah, that's on YouTube. And uh, the rest of the series, it, it's one of those things where the first episode came out like a month or so before the rest of the series. Mm. Uh, so you have a lot of time. Just watch this one. Um, it's like a special hour-long episode where most of them are going to be a half hour episode of DuckTales and just have a good time. That's my after-school activity for you this uh, this fortnight. Um, yeah, DuckTales. In the meantime, you can also check us out on social media at facebook.com slash superjumponline. Of course, you can also just type superjump into the Facebook search bar and you'll probably get it. Um, anything else you want to say this week, James? No, but I'm going to check out that DuckTales episode. I really hope I don't get the screen that says this is not available in your country. <laughs> Ooh, I, it'll be a good test. Um, yeah. I hope not. It's, it's, it's a good show. Um, okay, well, until next week, stay super. We'll jump at you next time. <laughs> <laughs>